0: Welcome back to Ultiversal Q slash Multiversal Q for the final time. Your guide to the ultimate universe. Was in podcast form. I mean, it's still going to stay in podcast form.
1: I suppose.
0: I mean, uh, we're, we're not going to spend money like getting this transcribed or switched into another format.
1: Luke's rock. This is when we're getting the TV show spin-off. We've hit our comedy bang-bang section of this now.
0: You know, I I think we could really spruce it up with some skits and talking about things that nobody gives a shit about that are very alienating to the audience.
1: Hell yeah. Happy New Year. And then one of us will get... uh, Stolen away to go work on some other show. Twice. Or is it three times?
0: It was only really once. No, he got replaced with Kid Cudi and then Weird Al.
1: Yeah, but Kid Cudi wasn't stolen away. Kid Cudi just wanted to do one season.
0: Hmm, okay. So we get someone to, who only wants to do one season then? Yeah. All right, well, we will replace you <laughs> with Kid Cuddy of Podcasting, which I believe is one of the McMahon brothers.
1: Or honestly, just might be Kid Cuddy.
0: Do you think Kid Cuddy wants to come on our podcast?
1: Maybe. He well, wasn't really 3. Our, our, our TV
0: show, yeah. <sighs> you know,
1: I. Kid Cuddy has shown that he's willing to do some weird things. <laughs> Such as being the band leader of Comedy Bang Bang. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I will say that is never where I saw his career going.
0: Yeah. You know, Kid Cudi is dealing with some shit right now, it looks like, according to the Twitter feed. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, everybody's kind of dealing with things, but
1: I am not going to go and bother Kid Cudi with bits right now. I mean, to be fair, this wouldn't be until we're like four seasons in so hopefully in four years he'll figure his shit out so
0: fair enough kid cuddy hit us up in four seasons when i don't know what no what network is going to adapt our weird coverage of alternate universes now in podcast form now in tv form i feel like history channel maybe maybe you know they're they're tired of just talking about actual fake stuff that hitler did that they're just talking about completely fake stuff that fake hitler did
1: or if we want to make a cool fun spinoff i feel like we have the end because we have the in with marvel which is uh chef justin warner who appears frequently on guys grocery games is that we one of appear. your many siblings i wish god i wish he's much cooler than the rest of us Ah, but he hosts the cooking show that's on the Marvel website, but he's also friends with Guy Fieri. We could get shows on. That Discovery Plus or whatever that's happening now. Fair enough. Guy Fieri, hire us. Yeah,
0: I kind of lost the plot here. That's that's because it's a good bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, this is the end of our... Two years of Multiversal Q coverage, and
1: then... multiversal Q coverage.
0: Yeah, Ultimate Universe coverage, and then our five years of, in general, Multiverse coverage. And it's a bit bittersweet. It's bitter because we won't be doing this podcast every other week or every week again. But it's sweet because I'm going to have, like, ten hours of free time back every week
1: yeah hell
0: yeah anyways uh if you haven't listened to our previous episodes go ahead go ahead yeah
1: why why are you why are you here
0: i mean this is going like any comic could be a person's first issue any podcast can be a person's first issue i suppose
1: I suppose I want to see if we stick the landing to see whether or not it was worth seeing all the middle filler.
0: You think we can get, (laughs) I mean, we will discuss whether the Ultimate Universe was worth it or not. And then you'll probably just read your list of top 54 Weezer songs, regardless of the fact that we didn't get 54 questions asked to us.
1: We still have to answer the questions that we did get asked. No, we don't. Yeah, we do.
0: If you try and force this on me, I will just delete the show Twitter so you don't have access to those. I am giving you an olive branch to say you could read your list of 54 Weezer songs on air. Yes. But that's the only one we're doing because also Abby would be upset if I didn't do that bit. You've made a powerful ally. That I (laughs) hope. But up first, we have Ultimate FF numbers four through six, written by Joshua Hale Fialcov. And the last issue was joined by Stuart Moore with art by Andre Araujo, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, and letters by VCs Joseph Bino. So last time the FF Feature Foundation got stuck trying to fight Namor and uh, Namor... In a underground rich person's Atlantis. And now Doctor Doom, Sue Storm, Tony Stark, Sam Wilson. And this Doctor Doom is actually Victor Van Damme. Are stuck in a space between universes with Rick Jones. And also the entire Galactus Storm. Which is being kept out from attacking them. Probably because it doesn't really have anything controlling them anymore. Since by this point I think galactus had gotten murdered or something yeah like a year before secret wars
1: when did he become good was that after
0: yeah that was after because that was when you had iso 8 appearing
1: oh yeah dude that still keeps appearing that was in the new avengers game that came out
0: oh yeah no that's their just go-to this is our material that we
1: have Every time it's like, huh, I keep bringing back that weird Facebook game uh, <laughs> material. The one that doesn't exist anymore. Still no a shame. I enjoy that game.
0: Yeah, there's a weird modding society out there that's just like, well, what if we made our own version with our own superheroes because we really like the mechanics? And it's like, keep chasing that pot of gold, gang. Mm-hmm. So Tony eventually figures out that because rick jones isn't able to psychically transport out of here and tony can't use his teleportation technology maybe if they combine these two things at half work it will get them out and that ends up being the thing only for them to get stopped by hawkeye benjamin Grimm, the thing giant woman and hercules and the army until sue is like hey ben it's me the woman that you love mm. and ben's like susie and so they head to the Pentagon and they find out that things have gone from bad to worse. Uh, partially because Ben is like, wait, I thought I killed you, Victor Van Dam." Remember when I squished your head real good, like, mm-hmm.
1: no, At the, the juices came out?
0: Yeah, blame it on the juice. Uh, but they don't have time to pursue it further because Colson and Machine Man have brought them in to talk to an important person. Who wants to specifically talk to the Future Foundation? Miles Morhame's the ultimate spider ham, which is a pun that does not work enough. Like Peter not Porker. Not at all. Peter Porker works, but if you're going to go and like replace Morales with something, like I I did three minutes of googling, and it's Morcia is a type of pork sausage that is Spanish. Like that would have worked for the whole. A alliterative, alliterative
1: thing. Or could have just made him a different thing. Could have made him like a mole. I. But then he couldn't be Spider-Ham.
0: I suppose. Anyways, Miles explains that he is here because his world, which was just like the Ultimate Universe except with animals, uh, started to unravel because Sue had a child with Dr. Doom instead of Reed Richards. And that doomed the entire universe. So this gets Ben angry and then Doom is like, hey, you know the Dr. Doom whose head you squished? It's Mary Storm. Sue's mom, the woman that you love. Have fun dealing with that. And so Miles promises that the only way that they're going to be able to save the world is if Reed and Sue have a baby. Sue refuses to accept it, finds Reed in the ruins of the Baxter building, talks to him, and then it looks like she is just going to literally jack his sperm. It's a very weird-ass cliffing. Yeah. But then we follow up with Sue giving birth and Ben being supportive. He's like, even though I'm father, I'll be supportive. And we find out that, like, in the nine months that have followed, the world has continued to fall apart. Tony's been trying to find Thor to no success, and I think that just gets
1: totally forgotten.
0: Uh, pretty when much. Secret Wars happens.
1: Yeah, like, say, all it of does. this. Except for, which is weird, because Ultimate Thor appears in Secret Wars.
0: Yeah. And There's he's, a like, a Thor big Corps. thing. Corps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was a star, wasn't he? Uh, I think he's the one who gets murdered. Oh, is he? Maybe. It's been a while since I've read that. I don't have to read it anymore. It's great. Uh, But yeah. Well,
1: that was actually one of the good ones.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tony's been trying to find Thor to no success. Machine Man finds a massive power surge, which he believes is the big dangerous event that was going to happen. And they are attacked by an army of Cyclops Avengers. Which, it's weird, because I kind of thought at first they might have been like weird mindless one Avengers. But they're, they're really just Cyclopses. hmm And so the X-Men and the Aldi Ultimate show up to fight them. Sue gives birth. And almost all the Cyclopses are sent back through. Except for a Cyclops Cyclops. But he gets trounced as soon as he breaks into the room. And Ben promises to love Sue and the Kid forever. And then she reveals that it was actually Ben's the entire time. Reed mm-hmm. was able to get some DNA... And get Sue pregnant with that, but because Sue didn't know how it was going to turn out, she wanted to keep it a surprise or a secret, which is a weird thing. And then Reed's like, yep, and this is just one more step for me getting better. And then Hickman's like, yeah, no, that's not happening.
1: I'm going to fucking end your world. (laughs) Yeah.
0: In six months, because... The book did not sell well. Partially, I think the majority of it is the art. And then also, at that point, I don't think there was anybody who really wanted to do a deep dive
1: into the Ultimate Universe. No. Ultimate Universe, had kind of had its moment in the sun and we had all moved on.
0: Well, and I think part of the problem was they gave it one more chance post the death of Spider-Man. And then it was like, oh well, Hickman's here; it's great. Everybody loves it. And then as soon as Hickman leaves, it goes to shit again. Even though Miles Morales is there, and people are like, oh, we well, we, well we've got to support Miles, and so they give him the support that he needs. And then Cataclysm happens, and I still stand by my statement that Cataclysm is the best
1: Ultimate Universe event or crossover.
0: But. Like, look at
1: luke at those high bars
0: i know nobody is reading it at that point and so the books uh starting with ultimate ff don't really go anywhere successfully no like there's good stuff i enjoyed ultimate ff as just a weird book but i am literally one of the like five percent of comic readers who it is for how did you feel about Ultimate FF overall? It was fine. Yeah, I I, I think they had some interesting art wasn't, stuff. Art wasn't great for some yeah. of them, but we don't normally complain about art but like some of the stuff was really rough where Sue has a face like a billboard. Yep. Okay, uh, our list is currently 190 stories long. With the top of the list being Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, and the bottom being The Ultimates 3. Uh... How do you feel about this compared to Ultimate Fantastic Four Crossover? The... Story that introduced Marvel Zombies.
1: Worse. I...
0: You know, uh... Not a lot lot worse, but... Yeah, I think we could put this right above the story under that, which is Ultimate X-Men Volume 1 Blockbuster. Which I don't remember anything about that. No. So, our new number 101 is Ultimate FF. Numbers 1 through 6, strangest ever. And yeah... Thank you, Joshua hale for writing a book that literally I was the audience for. After that, we have All New Ultimates, Recovering 4 through 12, which was written by Michelle Fafay, with uh, the first bunch of issues being illustrated by Amo Carpina, Colors by Nolan Woodard, and Letters by VC's Clayton Cowles.
1: And I just love how the colors look mm-hmm. on this book. Now, the art looks real good on this one.
0: Like, even when Nolan Woodard comes back, it's not the same sort of ultra rainbow energy. Agreed. So, the the women on the team, Kitty Pride, Lana Baumgartner, a.k.a. Bombshell, Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Black Widow, and Tandy Bowen, a.k.a. Dagger, are hanging out at Coney Island having a good time. Well, Cloak is protecting the church that they live in, after one of the police informants tries to get in to find out what is going on. And Miles is helping Genki get across town, because that's pretty much what Miles does. And the women are talking about sex, and that's when Jessica reveals that she is a clone of Peter Parker, but is still attracted to women, heavily hints that she is into Kitty pride. And Lana gets a call from her boyfriend, Poey, who after telling Londo to come over and help out, is then shot in the head through a mango. Which, I don't know if I buy Poey as a person who has a mango in his house naturally. No. Yeah.
1: That so man has we... Mountain Dew.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, the leaders of the Serpent Skulls have been fighting other gangs to take over their turf, and when Lana gets to Poey's apartment, she is hit by Diamondback of the Serpent Skulls using Devil's Dust, which is like a hypnosis powder. And Diamondback plans to get her to reveal everything, but also explicitly will not allow any of the guys in the group to be creeps to her, which I appreciate. Mm hmm. Because it could have really gone Mad Max there.
1: Super Mad Max.
0: So, Kitty, Miles, and Jessica are fighting some crime while Tandy and Cloak enjoy some time to themselves. And Diamondback forces Lana to empty her bank account, which has like 60 bucks in it. Which mood. Just mood. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Detective O'Reilly, who was tipped off by Bart Rosam, the informant who was caught breaking into the church, uh, shows up. To clean up after the encounter with uh, Kitty, Miles, and Jessica. And Bart's like, yeah, you shouldn't really arrest them. I'll tell you where their base is. But when I got put into Cloak's Cloak, I hit literal rock bottom. That was my wake-up call. I have seen how horrible life can be. I don't want to be there anymore. I'm going to fix my life. Which, good for you, Bart. Just like Bart.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So he the team arrive. Mm-hmm. So Lana calls the team to the church, and when they arrive, they find out that the serpent skulls are there, including their leader Crossbones. Meanwhile, Detective Brooks and Dennis were following a latest Scourge's hideout, but they get called to go to the church. And Scourge, who they totally missed finding, was hiding over here, and also decides to head over to the church. Meanwhile, at the church, Diamondback forces Lana to attack her friends, but when she's like, hey, now you can kill him, remember when I killed Poey? Lana breaks free of the control, and the church suddenly explodes into flames. As it's breaking apart, the serpents try to escape with the fight spilling out onto the streets, which is where the detective have appeared against orders because they aren't supposed to be fighting this gang crime. And meanwhile, Scourge has fallen in with a fucking Gatling gun, which is great. Mm Mm-hmm. And he just opens fire, murdering nameless henchmen while Kitty tries to calm Lana down enough so that they can escape. Because Lana is obsessed with getting revenge, rightfully, on Diamondback. So Miles, meanwhile, has been fighting Crossbones and uh, Crossbones in the sewers. And Scourge shows up. And runs into the fight, stabs Crossbones in the chest, and then gets webbed up by Miles while Crossbones escapes. So ultimately, Cloak absorbs the majority of the fire, but the church is destroyed. Lana is tired after realizing what she did. The detectives let the Ultimates go because they caught most of the Serpent Skulls, except for Diamondback, Crossbones, and Sidewinder, along with Scourge. And Lana is just really upset about Poe's death. And finally has time to be like, yeah, I lost my boyfriend. This was fucking awful. And yeah, it's a very good story. I agree. Uh so this is going to make up all new ultimates numbers one through six, Scourge. Where should we put it? I mean. I don't know if it's top ten territory. Yeah, I don't think top ten, but pretty high. I think for the art alone, it's probably better than Ultimate Daredevil and Electra Volume 1, numbers one through four. Yes. But I don't know if I can put it above Ultimate Spider-Man Ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. So, you know, uh, 21 is a very good spot.
1: I definitely agree.
0: After that, we have issues 7 through 9, which I have titled as Recoil because they didn't give all the issues uh, stories. And on these issues, the art is by Giannis Bilan Giannis and colors by Jordi Belair. And I think Giannis's style is like very different, but it also just works, especially with Jordi mm-hmm. Belair's coloring. It's a lot more indie comics like journal book in a way yeah uh so the ultimates except for lana are fighting vermin who was a giant rat man in the sewers and ultimately they send him running while they're looking for what happened to crossbones scourge meanwhile got arrested and turns out that he was a high school janitor who's racist and just wanted to kill everybody who was doing all the crimes and because the detectives got in trouble, another detective has been sent in, Detective Duckno Tran, a.k.a. the Bangle, who is supposed to really just keep them from getting in trouble, slash he also is probably going to get in trouble. And while the Ultimates continue to explore the sewers, they find Terry Shrek, whose face had sort of gotten melted and now he's a green gross man, along with the Vermin and a cyborg. Named Agent Kroc. Classic Shrek. Donkey! Vermin! The team works to fight Vermin and Croc, And they take him down. And then Shrek is able to reveal... Uh, because he has a sort of like touch transference connection thing. That's not super clear until like the end of the series. He reveals that Croc was a former Roxxon and S.H.I.E.L.D. project. And they've just been living underground with all of the other rejects from S.H.I.E.L.D. projects. Because otherwise they're going to be forced to do things or just murdered and covered up. And then the Ultimates bring Shrek back to Detective O'Reilly's apartment. And they're like, hey, we found your partner. Uh, Meanwhile, Knockout, Whiplash, Bloodlust, and Mind Blast are sent to fight the Ultimates. And the team, except for Lana at that point, was meeting up at Jessica's apartment. And Miles mentions Jameson offering them financial support. But they're kind of like, oh, but we don't know what it's going to entail. And this is kind of where I got frustrated with Bendis just being like, you really weren't telling anybody what was going on. And you were just kind of just making it up along as you making it up as you went along, weren't you?
1: Oh, 100 percent
0: because i mean also if you look at the last six covers for miles morales ultimate spider-man they most of them have nothing to do with what the actual story is about oh, like 100%. It was, i commissioned these before and i have no idea what i was doing like it's frustrating in a way because i feel like a good point was raised but then they can never actually address it because Bendis killed him off and like we also see another character who Bendis killed off even more unceremoniously later on in this series and it's just like editorial what's what's going on mhm so uh yeah Lana meanwhile went to Poe's funeral with her other friends the Ultimates get an alert via an explosion that the Femme Fatales, which are what these four new people are calling themselves, are attacking, and the Ultimates are sort of outmatched until the Future Foundation shows up without Doctor Doom to help them out. Uh, they give Jessica some guff for not having official support and then arrest the members of the Femme Fatales. Meanwhile, Cloak and Dagger have an argument, and Tandy decides they need to split up and get some distance. And meanwhile, in Pittsburgh, a group known as the Watchdogs decide to bust Scourge out before his trial. Now the Ultimates decide that they're going to need to uh, follow through and keep an eye on things. Lana's still not around, and when... Everyone does get together, Tandy and Ty, Cloak and Dagger reveal that, oh, they haven't seen each other in a few days, because their whole relationship is kind of not in a great place. So, Lana, meanwhile, is watching her mother at the prison, and she tells Lana that she needs to do right by herself, and maybe stick around with these friends who Lana isn't sure where she stands. The watchdogs, meanwhile, had a planted officer who was driving the prison bus, moving Scourge, and... Scourge is freed, but he is unhappy to be rescued by the watchdogs. The ultimates enter the fray, but when the watchdogs give Scourge a gun, he just uses it on the watchdogs instead and then runs off. And then Kai and Handy get knocked out by someone mysteriously. It's like more build up. I think it's a lot better reading it than it is as a recap.
1: Yeah. It's Uh, hard to set the stage for later.
0: Yeah. But I think segmenting it off like this because it is a different art team works well, and it is sort of a small arc of, here's some escalation. How do you feel about it compared to the other all-new ultimates that we put in? Worse. But just by a bit. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about it compared to uh cataclysm ultimate comics spider-man uh better uh ultimates 2 gods and monsters not as good fair enough our new number 26 is all new ultimates seven through nine recoil and then last we have what the trade titles no gods no masters which was, again, art by Amo Carpina, with colors by Nolan Woodard and then inks by Terry Pallet, Lorenzo Ruggiero, and Laboe Underwood. So Diamondback reaches out to Spider-Man asking for help, and he's willing to go along with it because they had shared a weird kiss that he's been feeling up, that he's been feeling weird about because of his relationship with Katie. And it turns out she's trying to set him up, but when she takes him to the trapped roof... She gets shot by Taskmaster who then also shoots Spider-Man. And Sidewinder, who is planning to shoot Spider-Man, is just like, oh shit, I don't know what to do here. I, I kind of love him being in this very weird position. No. I Kitty agree. Mean- mm-hmm. Kitty meanwhile is booping out of Jessica's apartment because enough time has passed that nobody gives a shit about Kitty saving the entire planet from Galactus. Which is wild until it's like, oh, how many fucking news stories have we had this year? No, I understand this now. We are essentially (laughs) living in a world with enough news to equal that of the Marvel Universe. Good God. (laughs) Yeah. So uh they get captured meanwhile o'reilly and shrek have been fired as cops for using force and going against orders. so they decide to form their own team to fight the gangs which is a very weird yay cops but also not great cops
1: bad cops bad cops bad cops bad cops
0: Uh, So, meanwhile, Ecstasy, who is the woman in charge of the drug program, has met with Mr. Jip to talk about their drugs that went missing, along with Crossbones. And somewhere along the way, Mr. Jip just took a bunch of experimental drugs because they were on the table. Like, don't mind if I do. It's rude if you don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And Taskmaster, meanwhile, is waiting... And is trying to deal with his contract when uh, Lana hears him before she goes into her apartment and is able to take him by surprise. And apparently Taskmaster just left all of the people who he had captured in a van with the keys going. So Sidewinder's like, don't mind if I do. It steals the van. So Taskmaster lashes onto the van, and then Lana's just running after using explosions, and it's just perfect setup. So Diamondback gets free and is able to free Miles, who instead of freeing everybody else, punches through the roof of the van, getting into a fight. But during the fight, Sidewinder gets shot in the leg, crashes the van, flips it upside down, so Cloak has to teleport it into the water so everyone can safely escape. They capture Taskmaster and Diamondback, and Lana decides that she's going to not murder her. But that's when Crossbones gets back to his base as Mr. Jip transforms into a giant monster that explodes out of the building. Because of all the drugs that he took. Don't do drugs, kids. So Taskmaster, meanwhile, explains that he was sent to capture them because they owe who they are to Roxxon and other organizations. And they're like, well, we kind of need to stop you, but also there's a giant monster that is freed there. So the all-new Ultimates are joined by Terror Inc., which is the team that is set up by the detectives who were let go. And it's just a weird mix of, oh yeah, most of these are just plain clothes, cops, and then the bangle has, like, an actual superhero outfit because of whatever. And then Shrek is green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shrek is pretty much now Marvel 616, the terror.
1: Yeah. That's
0: Do you remember terror- the terror? Uh-huh. It's, it's such a just weird approach to get there, but I love it. Like, this is such a weird and Yeah, no, it's an
1: interesting character to bring in.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone else who just brought in your basic B and A list characters are active cowards. Looking at you, Bindo. So, Terror Inc. goes to fight the criminals with help from Lana and Jip meanwhile is having issues controlling himself and so Terry asks Lana for help getting in so she, that Terry is going to be able to control his body and Dagger helps by also using her energy knives and Terry is able to turn off the mutation drugs but it also ends up killing Jip. In the aftermath the detectives captured the members of the serpent skulls that they could. Monica Chang, who even though she was murdered, By the Green Goblin, debriefs with Jessica, who explains that Crossbones was initially a S.H.I.E.L.D. infiltrator trying to catch Ecstasy, who had control over the police, which is why the detectives were fired, and they wanted to get Ecstasy to get her links to Hydra, but Crossbones instead just quit S.H.I.E.L.D., and Ecstasy is now safe because Crossbones is in a coma, and Mr. Jip is dead, and Taskmaster is free. So the team meets up in Jessica's apartment afterwards to celebrate. Bart, meanwhile, has gotten through his recovery program and decides to join Terror Inc. Who decide they're going to try and fight more supercrime. And the all-new Ultim- and the all-new Ultimates decide to split up for now, but keep in touch in the future. The end. Oh... <sighs> It is very good comics. I love that the last issue has both a Where's Waldo homage cover Mm -hmm. and then also a relationship chart. It's some good stuff. Yeah, like the action is great. The payoff works for the most part really well. I could put this between Ultimate Comics 5 through 6, The World, and Ultimate Comic and ultimate Spider-Man Public Scrutiny. uh mm-hmm. So our new number 11 is all new Ultimates. 10 through 11, no gods, no masters. Which is pretty damn good. I think it's going to be the highest that we have left over. Because last we just have Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man 10 through 12, Revelations, which... Bendis... Bendis. Bendo, bendo, bendo. Bendo box. It was written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by David Marquez, colors by Justin Ponsor, and letters by BC Squire Petit. And before we go any further, I got an unsatisfying answer to why Brian Michael Bendis named Miles Morales' father jefferson davis tell us luke regale us with your story someone had asked him on twitter a few years ago and bendis said he was named after a friend so apparently he didn't even consider that he was naming a character the same name as the president of the confederacy and nobody on editorial thought about that and when someone was like, but isn't it weird that you have a black character named after the president of the Confederacy, and now he's just like, oh, well, this name is obviously going to be more important. And then in the most recent Ultimate, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, whatever the current title is. Spider-Man. Yeah, he got renamed. So now he's just going to be Jefferson Morales.
1: Good for him. Good for you, Jefferson. Jefferson. Yep. He Good job. His, he should actually change his first name so it's not that Jefferson's a weird first name.
0: Yep, so now we have Jefferson Morales. Thank you very much for Saladinamid. Uh yeah. So Maria Hill and the New York police tracked the spider twins to their hideout only to find that they escaped. Jefferson Davis has officially come back into Miles' life. Miles, meanwhile, runs into Electra and Sabretooth fighting for no apparent reason. And initially he's fine just watching them fight, but then he has to save people and they notice him. And so he has to fight them, but Cloak and Dagger show up to help and leave the two villains to be arrested. Miles catches up and both of them are just like, oh, you're dating Kate. We fucking hate Kate. She sucks. Just dump her. And Miles is like, well, I told her. That uh, I have. That I'm Spider-Man. And they're like. Oh well I guess you have to go and talk to her about it. Because she's not talking to you. So. He goes and changes. Talks to Genki. And then goes to. Kate's house. And gets drugged by. Kate's dad.
1: As Jessica one Ruby. does. hmm
0: Jessica Drew, meanwhile, catches the Spider Twins doing more crimes and they knock her out. Jefferson comes home and can't find his son, can't find his boy, and is worried when he can't reach Miles. Reaches out to Genki. Also can't find the stuff,
1: but he managed to be moved out, too.
0: <laughs> Turn about his fair play, my boy! <laughs> if you didn't listen to our previous episode... Jefferson Davis father of Miles Morales widowed father of Miles Morales abandoned his son when Galactus had just destroyed New York, had just destroyed New Jersey and a plane literally landed in the street outside carrying one J Jonah Jameson and somehow when Miles returned home Jefferson who also had been shot in the leg and was in a cast at the time. Completely took everything out of the, out of his house. What a fucking wild... What a fucking wild time.
1: We have not seen no. him since. No, we did. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did.
0: Yeah, because that's yeah. when he
1: explained, I used to be in a gang. That's right. Because Nick Fury made me do it. But that then weird. I learned that random tangent yeah. issue that had nothing to do with anything. That was two issues, my boy. Oh yeah. Remember those covers that made us seem like we were going to get Miles Morales, Field Agent?
0: Yes, we talked about that already. I Just know. how the covers did not connect. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get it is going to get so much fucking worse from here. So Miles wakes up tied to a chair. Katie is not tied to a chair. She tries to explain that her parents are HYDRA members and that her sister revealed the secret. But she does love Miles. Jefferson and Genki meanwhile get kidnapped. Miles breaks free and then Katie's dad reveals that, Oh yeah, I have your loved ones and they will die if you don't surrender. And that's when, out of nowhere, the leader of HYDRA appears, who was apparently Doctor Doom. Victor Van Dam, who has been stuck in a zombie dimension for the past several years and who was replaced by Sue Storm. Yeah, no, this is just when they're doing bullshit jazz. Like, oh, no one no one's going to really care about this. We can't get a satisfying conclusion to this fucking thing. We we will also never have to go back to the story anymore. Because everything's going to be folded into the 616. So none of this has happened and your mom will be alive again, Miles. And so Doom was behind everything and now wants Jessica Drew and Miles' DNA. Judge is looking everywhere for Miles, runs into Cloak and Dagger. And he's like, yeah, I know Miles is Spider-Man. I'm not an idiot. Miles briefly explodes out of captivity, but then falls unconscious. The other members of the Ultimates and Judge, the u- other members of the Ultimates and Judge as well, go to Detective Hill for help. And when they hear reports of explosions, Cloak teleports them and Detective Frank Qu- and Chief Frank Quade over there. And Miles had already punched out Doctor Doom and recovered and webbed up Katie's dad, so they have nothing to do. And then they're just like, "Oh, well, I guess this is the end of everything." And then, "Oh, nope, an incursion is going to happen. Our earth is going to be fucking destroyed." Thanks, Hickman.
1: It sucks. It's Fun awful. Fact I that I it. read in the thing when you see the Mister Universe there, it's apparently actually Jonathan Hickman.
0: Yeah, and it's then a meta there's also joke
1: a cop. Of him ending the world.
0: Oh, and in that panel, there's also uh, Bendis and David Marquez high-fiving. Nice. Yeah. Fuck! Bendis! Uh, Yeah, this is not a good story.
1: I will say this, though. I did actually think it was a cool twist that you had Katie's parents being Hydra. Like, Katie was Hydra.
0: But we had it that revealed didn't go already. Anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's no payoff for it. Listen, I I loathed having to reread these. I'm like looking in Spider-Man Daredevil Pan- Punisher territory. That's fair. Because that's also something that didn't go anywhere. I mean, do we want to go lower? I don't. I I don't think I can put it lower than Cable. Yeah, not lower. Because cable has no, cable has no reason to justify why he didn't go anywhere. Like Bendis could have been building up, and like in twelve issues, it would have been like, oh, this is all so good. But also, Bendis was a complete asshole to Miles Morales the entire time because they had no idea what to do with Miles Morales.
1: Again, this is also about the point in time where he was just floating in every fucking book at Marvel.
0: Yeah. And that's why it's good that we now have a very good movie and a very good video game to give people better exposure to Miles Morales. Truth. <sighs> I just had to catch my breath a bit there. Okay, uh, so... I'm fine just putting it between Ultimate Comics, Avengers numbers 1 through 6, and Ultimate X-Men Cable. Sounds good to me. Fuck you, Bendis. That is your lowest comic at 176 out of 195. So, you got a top shooter and a bottom shooter there.
1: Not super hard when you wrote, like, half the books we read. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 Contain multitudes, but also don't contain bad ones. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Once Marky Mark left, it was pretty much just the Bendis show. No, it was very briefly the Jeff Loeb show. Ah, you're right, Luke.
0: (laughs) He hurt everybody.
1: Like the ghastly season of community.
0: Yeah, Abby and I have started rewatching Community and it's going to be weird getting to the episode that is important that they've cut out, which is the first D episode. Oh yeah. Cause instead of doing the mature thing and being like, Yeah, we should put up a note saying that this was made and it's offensive. And yeah, I don't know. No, and said he just took off an important episode of the show that you used to promote
1: heavily. Or well, my favorite thing, too, which is when you have, what's it called? When, oh, when you pull off uh, an episode of the Boondocks for being racist, even though the entire point of the Boondocks is about racist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was a great episode, too.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about that on uh...
1: Cagecast. I think so, too. Anyways! And the the controversial Aqua Teen episode, Shake Like Me.
0: I didn't know that they pulled that one off, but I think that one's a bit easier. Yeah. Justify.
1: Yeah. But yes, they did pull that one, too.
0: Well, uh, are you ready to go over your top 45 Weezer songs?
1: Yes. Let us go to the Wikipedia list of songs recorded by Weezer. I will just say them when I like them. They are in no particular order.
0: Oh no, no! You don't get to do this. I thought you had this list ready to
1: go. You fucking coward! I had some of it, and then I got bored.
0: <laughs> uh, that is not. You do not get to do this bit if you did not come in with a bit. Across the sea, back to the shack. Anyways, this is multiverse Q and Multiversal Q, your guide to the all universe, Holly. and your guide to the multiverse. They the Comics Book Multiverse Butterfly. now in podcast form. Uh, thank you sincerely for joining us on this journey for the Death past and destruction. several years, even if you just joined the last episode or some other weird time. Nope. No. Uh, I've been thankful for this show as something that I've been able to do with Devin because like... A lot of our friendship Go got away. a lot stronger doing this show. Good like, life. we'd maybe see a movie or hang out or talk, but no, this became something that we were doing weekly, and then Greatest even if it ever just every other week the past room. two years, it's been something that has gotten Devin and I to become closer as Holiday. friends, and I think that he's up there... I I think he is a best friend at this point. I just
1: threw out the love of my
0: dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I've been appreciative of that.
1: I'm Uh, a believer. Off the Shrek 4 soundtrack. Everyone
0: who has also been willing to support us over the past few years. Uh, I'm your daddy. Six years. However many years it's been. Uh, In the garage. It has been a wild experience I, I joked years ago that like as soon as i get the opportunity to write for marvel the show is going to end i also said the same thing about exiled and yeah like exiled wouldn't la girls i got friends out of exiled because of this whole freaking Lonely show girl. so that has meant a lot but uh yeah, I'm not the person I was when I started this. My name is Jeb, and I have both grown, our priorities have changed definitely, and Michael and Carly. I, I am appreciative of you oh, us on this. Uh if you enjoyed Devon and I shenanigans oh, man, but dreams. wish that there is another force to keep me from doing bits. Paperface. Uh check out the Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage and other Perfect podcasts situation. there. You can check that uh, out where we watch a different Nicolas Cage film typically every other week. Rainbow Connection. And then I'm also posting other shows in there
1: including rulings from the Outlaws, off of Hurley, which, which a was not a terrible album.
0: Dungeons and Dragons podcast. But it's talking Say about it a campaign so. that we're in as a recap instead of like talking about the game itself or
1: being Slopped. an actual
0: play. Speaking of actual play, I do have the monthly Space established runner. property Maladate, playhouse that is going to be transitioning from a all ages kids friendly podcast to uh Suzanne, potentially something that's going to be Weezer dealing saw. with being in your thirties and things not going exactly as you planned, but also you got a Pokemon pal with you. Thank God for girls. There's also the bi-monthly podcast RPG Pals Club, which you can find at RPG Tired Pals Club. Where our primary story is a and d actual play, but it's about fantasy millennials Pork trying to open a dog cafe and win a, a Battle of the Bands. Which we will happen we are all soon, on. Drugs. but we also have a lot of shorter alternate podcasts in there. Where's my sex? So... Yeah, uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on my website sale. at LukeHair, l u k e h e r r dot Why com, bother? Where you can also find links to comics that I've done, uh, full archives of podcasts, including
1: guest appearances You gave your made. love to me, softly.
0: And uh, more. Uh, I hope to do some more comic stuff in you the upcoming year. You won't get year. with me tonight. I hope tonight. To another job in the upcoming year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank Long you especially sunshine. again to Abby, who has been a very supportive partner for this podcast that sometimes took eight hours of my time every week or so. Uh, thank you to Zach over Mr. at Xavier Files for being a person who has done a lot of work helping the show and asking questions early on. In fact, thank you to the entire Xavier Files community for producing work good enough that I was like, you know, Maybe the voices of us two mostly straight white dudes. Get you doesn't need to do a podcast for a long period of time. We can end things. We can leave voices to the next generation. Thank you to the next generation for making stuff that I am excited to hear, and if you're looking for opportunities to reach those markets, reach out to me. Once again I am on Twitter as at Coltrick, that's K L T R E G Pokerface Face. Devin. Oh,
1: you're still going. Yes. All my Hell friends yeah. are insects. From the hit television it... program Yo Gabba Gabba.
0: Is that the last one? Africa. Is that the last one?
1: Peace. one. Yeah, so it's supposed to be a good joke, because Peace the Song is not that great.
0: Alright, well, uh, I am glad that you spent your time saying good things.
1: I did, yes. This was a good job, Luke. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) 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 (sighs) I love that I just decided you know while devin is reading over this list i will try and make a heartfelt speech that i don't have prepared all right anything else you want to say devin before we wrap this up listen to some cage cast it's fun mm-hmm and find Devon on Twitter at Fredovet. That's F R E D D O F E T T. Also, if you do find us, if you do follow us on Twitter at Multiversal Q, I did retweet the post that was made where it is. Uh, I believe I did uh, share the post. Oh, no, I just shared the one where it was Saladin Ahmed being very happy that the. Uh, Changed the name. It's been a hell week. Yeah, Uh, anyways, but yeah, follow us, check out our other stuff, and catch you on the flip mode. Peace. Are you sure you don't want to say anything else?
1: No.
0: Alright, catch you on the flip mode. Peace.